Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is the John Kincaid Show. If you are that offended by everything in life, this isn't the radio show for you. There's plenty more to choose from because this one will drive you absolutely batty. Drive you crazy. Here's John Kincaid. It's going to drive you crazy. John Kincaid Show, CBS Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. If you want to see your loan options, adjust payments, or closing costs online in real time, our friends at Rocket Mortgage can. Check out Rocket Mortgage. They do such a good job, and we appreciate their fine patronage here on the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. Really appreciate all of their uh, work on our behalf. They do really, really good stuff. All right, uh, as we begin this hour, Rob Manfred said yesterday, Commissioner Rob Manfred told Carl Ravitch of ESPN, we are playing. The players need to be better. But I'm not a quitter in general, and there's no reason to quit now. We have to be fluid, but it is manageable. Because we find out, like the Phillies, shut down for a week because of three supposed positive tests, and only one of them was real. Two-thirds of them were not. Makes me wonder how many of the Marlins tests were real. But Trevor Bauer then has to chime in, which is good, and he should chime in if he gets the opportunity. He says, playbook. Take no risk yourself. Okay. All right, Trevor, go on. Blame everything on the players. Three, protect protect TV revenue at all costs. And then four, repeat. All right, let's see. Take no risk yourselves. So, what Trevor Bauer wants me to believe is the owners take no risk at all? There's no financial risk here to... Major League Baseball owners? Come on, Trevor. You know that's not true. Blame everything on the players. Well, what are we talking about, Trevor? We're talking about positive coronavirus tests. Who do you want us to blame? What do you, who, who are you looking to get blamed for it? When the Marlins break protocol and put the entire sport at risk and the entire success of this venture at risk, who is it exactly, Trevor, that you want us to blame? You want us to blame Rob Manfred because the Marlins can't conduct themselves like adults? Here's the part that just roll on the floor laughing at this one. Protect TV revenue at all costs. Wasn't this Trevor Bauer who wanted full pay? He wanted full pay for games, full contract? Didn't want to give any kind of discount? Wait a minute. I'm confused. So if you want full pay... And that's what you're calling for. Trevor, 
How do you think the Major League Baseball owners are going to pay you your money that you want? How are they going to exactly do that? Yes, they are going to protect TV revenue at all costs. Because you know what they don't have? Gate revenue. They don't have ticket sales. They don't have concessions. They don't have parking. They're not selling merchandise in the park and the souvenirs. So yes, Trevor, in order to be able to cash your paycheck, in order for you to be able to get the things you want out of your baseball career, yes, the major league owners must protect TV revenue at all costs because that's the only revenue they've got, dude. My gosh, how dense is this? Then he says, if anyone thought the season would be canceled when Major League Baseball has their dream scenario in place, games down, player costs down, postseason games up, TV revenue up, you crazy. Trevor, I think you should have stayed home. I think you should have stayed home. Because if you're going to critique the owners for trying to get the TV revenue money, which, by the way, is paying the freight, if you're going to blame them, you're going to call them out? My gosh. Can't be this dense. Cannot be. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4CBS. That's our toll-free number, and it's sponsored by Geico. Uh, Right now, did you know you can get an extra 15% credit on car, motorcycle, and RV policies on top of what Geico could already save you? All you have to do is check it out for yourself. You may be spending too much. So what are you waiting for? Visit Geico.com. To learn more today, so you can find out more about that. I I find Trevor Bauer to be very entertaining. On this one, he doesn't sound. This one doesn't sound smart. I'm not saying Trevor's not smart. This this opinion doesn't sound smart. What revenue do you exactly want the owners to protect, Trevor, or not to protect? Because do you realize what they've lost this year and what they're losing? Sabah, North Carolina, joins us. Good morning, Sabah. How are you? Hey there, sir. Always a pleasure to listen to you on Sunday morning. Thank you very much. Okay. Glad to have you aboard. I got a couple of things. First thing about the WNBA, I know now why they make no money. Why? Um, we are big guys, Sabrina. <laughs> Inescu fans, me and my daughter, my okay. husband, everybody. So we're trying desperately to watch the New York Liberty play the other night. And uh, it's, we have uh, NBA TV on our DirecTV, blacked out. Okay, why? They're playing Atlanta. Okay, what? what is it blocked out on? So we're trying to look, Kent. So I, uh, I'm looking at Twitter. Everybody's complaining. The game's blacked out. So I even purchased a league pass. I spent my $17. Okay. I purchased it, and it's still blacked out. Okay. Why? If you want to watch and it's blacked out, how are you going to make money? Man, why are you going to black out the NBA? WNBA. Hey, WNBA. I mean, and seriously, WNBA. Nobody heard it? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Is that Why would you be yeah. blacking out the WNBA product? Yeah, so we had to watch it at 1 a.m. because it was on the Yes Network tape delay. 1 a.m. That's why it was blacked out. So I had okay, to watch crazy. it on that. And then, of course, you know, she got injured uh, halfway or whatever. In the yeah, game. she got injured, and she's, uh, is she, right. she's and not so done for the year, though. For the next month because she, she, she's not in there. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> she's that out is for terrible. A month. But anyway, so that's just um, a quick um, – I don't know if you knew that because I know you're not big into the I WNBA, did not know about the – yes. I did not. So you really are a big fan of WNBA. Oh, huge. I mean, she plays like my daughter. If my daughter was just, I mean, that's a, I know an over-exaggeration, but if my daughter was 5'11", 
she be similar. It's like her game is okay. very similar. You know, just my daughter's not not tall, so you know. Right. But um, but she's you know she does those she's, she's mighty she does though back threes that kind of thing. Right. Um, and then about the uh, major league baseball, I'm confused. Why, if they're worried about uh, the owners putting them at risk, and why is uh, the the guys going to the strip club just like the um, the, the NBA guy going to the strip club? Why aren't they publicly scorned, and why aren't they sued? For putting everybody's financial and uh, health at risk, I got. I, I don't. I don't really understand it, Sabah. Thanks for your call too. I appreciate yeah. it. As always, good to talk to you. Um, I don't understand any. Honestly, a lot of people's opinions and things like that on this, on the pandemic, seem to change like the wind blows. I have uh, a mutual friend who is very, very concerned about going back to school to be a teacher. And they were in Vegas last week. It's not me, but they were in Vegas last week. And I'm like, wait a minute. So you, you're thinking it's too scary to go back to work, but you went to Vegas last week. I'm very confused. I, I think that's a moving target on where people's concern level lies, where they're what they're willing to, what kind of uh, uh, risk they're willing to assume or not assume. Seems like it's a moving target for a lot of people. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4CBS. So Trevor Bauer, that's great. So you want the, I think Trevor wants the Pixies from Peter Pan. Were they, is that what the Pixies were in? I don't know. Uh, he wants the Pixies from Peter Pan. To be the ones that are out there creating this. Uh, go on out and create revenue. Just create a bunch of revenue. Because that's what he'd prefer. Let's have a bunch of revenue created by the Pixies. So, or the, maybe the Keebler Elves can do it in a tree. Because the owners, if they protect the television revenue, they're doing the wrong thing in the eyes of Trevor Bauer. It's crazy. By the way, Trevor Bauer had the opportunity to either... First of all, as a member of the Players Association, he had the ability to have say in what the conditions would be that he would be working under. And then also, after agreeing to said terms, he then had the ability to say, if I don't want to play, I don't have to play. Right? Free will? I know it's a strange thing. Free will, personal accountability. I know those aren't big terms in 2020, but for some people, my gosh, just stop it. I mean, seriously, stop it. I am going to do something now that a lot of people are going to say, wait a minute. Kincaid, you're doing this? Really? You're doing this? Steve Kerr, who I famously call Coach Woke, because Steve Kerr will take any opportunity to lecture me or anybody else that follows uh, the NBA on whatever political issues of the day he chooses to opine about. And if you're not as smart as him, enlightened as him, as woke as him, uh, your opinion is wrong, you're part of the problem, blah, blah, blah. And that's what I say to when I hear Steve Kerr talk about those things. I say, blah, blah, blah. But what I'm always going to do, because that is what you're supposed to do, is have some integrity. And when Steve Kerr talks about things and talks about them and corrects a mistake, or does something praiseworthy, he deserves to be praised. Golden State Warriors head coach Steve Kerr 
stepped up and said, I regret my previous dodging of questions relating to China. And I should have more forcefully defended the positions of Rockets General Manager Daryl Morey and his right to free speech. I have been a very, very vocal critic of Steve Kerr for what I think was his silence regarding China while he was willing to go after Daryl Morey and not defend him and, and not speak up on the atrocities that go on over there. But when Steve Kerr speaks up and takes responsibility for that and says, yeah, I should have spoken up more on that. I got to give him praise. Got to give him praise. That's a good man. Because I will tell you this. In my life, if they write a book, say, John, how many times did it take you a while to do the right thing? How many times in your life did it take one or two or three tries for you to finally get it right and to do the right thing? Unfortunately, there's going to be a few chapters of that in my life. So I'll be, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to compliment Steve Kerr when he gets it right. Because I know I haven't always gotten it right the first, second, or third try. Calvin in Atlanta joins us. Calvin, good morning. You're on the John Kincaid Show. How are you, buddy? Good morning, John. How are you doing? Good to hear from you, man. What's going on? Yeah, I was uh, listening in and thinking about all the things with Major League Baseball. And one thing that um, I'm not sure why they haven't done, but you have these teams like the Marlins who blatantly go to a strip club, the Cardinals who blatantly go to a casino, and there doesn't seem to be any punishment that is given to the team itself. We try yes. to work out them playing games and things of that nature, but why don't we just say, hey, if you can't control your team, you forfeit your next games. Calvin, Calvin I, I think the Marlins, the Marlins should have had to forfeit every game this week. And honestly, it's a, it's a shame because the Phillies were kept out of an entire week of baseball. And, exactly. they, and they, by the way, they were told they had three positive tests. They only had one. It ends up only one of them was true. So they took a week off with the 60-man roster. 60-man roster with one player truly having coronavirus, being positive for it. It's unbelievable. They should, and they should be a punishment for it. Thanks, Cal. Appreciate it, man. Lou in Myrtle Beach joins us. Lou, welcome to the John Kincaid Show. How are you? Yo, yo, how you doing this morning? I'm doing all right, Lou. Listen, uh, I feel for you because you got to, you got to talk all this talk for the last three months, this COVID-19, the Black oh my Lives gosh. Matter, I cannot take it anymore. I, there's a hurricane coming to uh, Myrtle Beach. I'm going to throw myself in the ocean if I don't hear. <laughs> if I don't hear sports pretty soon, I'm throwing myself in the ocean. <laughs> I love it. I love it because these. it's fun to be – it is fun right now to be able to see this again, to be able yeah. to see sports again, which is great. And again – I think you're you're voicing what I think a lot of people's opinions are. You're tired of sports and activism bothers you. It you you're just not tuned in for that. And well, and, listen, and, I feel and for that's you. not I, and you get it. I feel for you. Keep on talking. I, 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 Thank you, buddy. I'm gonna hang up. Thanks a lot. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it, man. He's got a hurricane coming. Seriously, a hurricane is coming in his direction. I think they're calling it a tropical storm now. I think it's down to a tropical storm. But man. Another big storm coming the way. So uh, everybody stay safe if you're in the path. Make sure you've taken the proper preparations. Anthony, you ever want to live in uh, Florida? 
That's the one reason uh, I've always said I wouldn't live in Florida is because I don't want to have to deal with the tropical storms and the hurricanes and, and evacuating. Fleeing. Right. It would be it would be really I'm telling you it'd be really difficult. It would be really it would be really difficult having to deal with all that. And I hope that everybody in the listening audience is uh, taking good care of themselves here and making sure that they are safe because we need to uh, make sure everybody is uh, you know under control. Uh so the NBA cowardly against China. Very cowardly. They won't stand up to China at all. Good job that Steve Kerr did. But what's the NBA doing about it? We'll get to it next. It's the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. This is the John Kincaid Show. John Kincaid, and this is his show on CBS Sports Radio. Here's John Kincaid. Makes the hair on the back of your neck stand up a little bit, doesn't it? Great theme song. And Anthony, I'm so disappointed in you. Because, and let this play, because it's so good. This is not even the best part yet. I'm going to tell you, right where it hits the best part is right coming up here. Okay, it's good. That's my, that's my... That's like my favorite, one of my favorite parts of the whole thing. And then when they speed it up here in just a minute, it just gets you sitting on it right here. It's like somebody's chasing you down a dark alley. And you haven't been watching the new Netflix Unsolved Mysteries. I haven't seen any of the new episodes yet. Is it good? Yeah, it's it's good. But I'm going to tell you this. There, I'll give you a thumbnail sketch. I've not seen the last episode. I've seen five of them. I'll give you a thumbnail. The first one, really, really good. Mystery of a guy who dies in Baltimore. And he came crashing through a window on a roof. Is all I'll tell you. But it's a really interesting story. Um, there is actually a story that happened literally the, the, the second story about a hairstylist that disappeared actually happened around probably six, seven miles from where I lived at the time in Atlanta. So that's a really interesting story. There's this story about a UFO back in 1969, the summer of 69. And listening to the people on that episode, I think there was a lot of, well, 1969-ish type activities going on, if you know what I mean. Because these people seem half-baked in 2020 that are telling the stories. That one lost me a little bit. I'm not, I'm not big into the UFOs and the extraterrestrial activities, especially when at the very end of the show, they reveal some things. I'm not going to spoil it for you, but they reveal some things that make me say, wow, these people think a lot more of this incident today than they did 50 years ago. But you have to watch it, Anthony. Gotta watch it. I've been Good watching shot. the old ones with uh, the great Robert Stack. Yeah, but you can't, though, watch the old ones now. Because if you watch the old ones, they may be solved by now. I don't care. Like, they... doesn't, that, doesn't that bother you? No. So you're watching I... a story that there may be an answer to. Like one of those, maybe they've solved it. Did they update them? I know sometimes they Sometimes op- they do give the update. I know sometimes yeah. they do. All right, well... Here we go. Here's the story on ESPN, 855-212-4CBS. Uh, by the way, if you want to jump in on the show, we'll get to you here. Um, 
Did you read the bombshell report from ESPN? They call it a bombshell. Bombshell report. But there were young participants in the NBA program in China, in China, where they were being physically beaten by Chinese instructors, were not provided proper schooling, despite the commissioner, Adam Silver, saying that education would be central to the program. New York Times sports reporter Kevin Draper spoke up and he said that the expose is incredibly damning for the NBA. A massive black eye for the league. Now, Steve Kerr spoke up about it. The fact that he hasn't spoken up about the atrocities in China, which, by the way, these NBA superstars in the league line their pockets with. But for some reason, we haven't heard Adam Silver, LeBron James and others speaking up and speaking out. Let's find your voice. And I've said it before. If you want to be an activist and you want to tell me about all the atrocities that are going on in the United States of America, my listening ears are on. They're on. But when you are purposely ignoring the ones that help you line your pocket and then have nothing to say on them and can't find your voice, my listening ears are off. So if you can make millions off of a situation, that's okay. The atrocities don't matter because I guess, you know, civil liberties and and freedoms and everything, they end at our borders. We don't care about that because if I'm lining my pockets with millions of dollars while people are being denied their civil rights and human rights, then I'm not listening to you. You're not you're not going to be the proper spokesperson for me. I'll listen to the person that has some consistency that speaks up and doesn't just want to make tens of millions of dollars based on other people being exploited. John in Cleveland joins us on the John Kincaid Show. Good morning, John. How are you, buddy? I think that was a good point he made. Uh, Yeah, what's up, John? Hey, uh, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay, no, about the Steve Kerr, I, I completely agree. Um, you know, he's outspoken about everything. He gets on my nerves. I, I really can't stand the guy. But, and you said that he said he should have been more spoken up. So yes. what has he actually said? Well, the thing is, China? he hasn't said enough yet, but he's talked about the fact, what he mostly spoke about was the fact that when Rockets general manager Daryl Morey chose to be caring about the people in Hong Kong losing their freedoms, and Steve Kerr and others said they weren't commenting on it. That he says that was where his weakness was. And to me, I, I think know, that's... I know, but my, my point is, he hasn't said anything. All he said is he sh- should have said more, but he hasn't. No, 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 no. I, no, but I can't... Look, I'm going to give you... I'm going to give the guy credit. First of all, I don't think it's going to be, and he clearly says, it's not going to be the first thing he has to say about it. It's not going to be the, the last thing he has to say about it. Excuse me. But also, too, Daryl Morey got thrown under the bus by a bunch of cowards in the NBA... That, Agreed, that literally yeah. attacked him. But so to me, Steve Kerr admitting that he was part of that pitchfork brigade that honestly didn't do enough to defend a man who was doing the right thing, that, that's good for me. Now take it the next step. I'm going to give him credit because I haven't heard peep out of LeBron James. I haven't well, heard peep. My I haven't, and, and, I, and I haven't heard peep out of Adam Silver. And guys who are making my breath, I wouldn't hold my breath and wait for Steve Kerr to actually say anything against China. He's not going to guess what I'm going to guess what. How about this? If he doesn't, if he doesn't, I'll gladly revisit. 
I'm going to tell you just the fact that he admitted he was wrong and that his attack, that his not support, not supporting Daryl Morey for this free speech was wrong. I'm going to give him credit for that because look, if I'm going to come on a radio station, well, by the way, if I'm going to come on 250, 300 radio stations and say something that attacks the man when he doesn't do something, I'm going to give him credit for when he does. Now, do I think he needs to do more? Sure. And and I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt that he's going to get there. I'm not going to just assume that he's not. You and I are different well, I, there. You and I, I are different I, there. I mean, you may I'm be right. Betting, I'm you a betting right. man, and I, I would bet you a million dollars he's not going to say one word against China. Okay, you'd have to have a million dollars to bet me. So if you do, uh, I do not want to bet my – by the way, I do not want to bet my 401K. I do not want to do that. Well, you Thank got you, me there. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> Take care, man. Appreciate it. So Eric is listening to the show right now on Twitter. And he says, Mindhunter is very, very good. Eric, we love Mindhunter. And we're very disappointed that Mindhunter is not going to have a season three. Very, very disappointed. So, Anthony, you watched Mindhunter, right? Or didn't you? I did not. It is fantastic. It's absolutely So, you know, did you watch Hamilton or not? Yes, I saw Hamilton. Okay, you know the king in Hamilton, who's very, very funny. You'll be back... Wait and see, the actor, Jonathan Groff, the actor who played the king in Hamilton. Yeah. He is the star of Mindhunter. He's absolutely the central character in Mindhunter. And the character he plays, Holden, is nothing like, it's not comedic or otherwise. Did you also know that the king in Hamilton is also uh, the guy from, oh gosh, the guy from Frozen? The, the boyfriend in Frozen, the stupid one that's sort of like Gronk. I can't think of the character's name. In Frozen, what's the, the, the blonde guy's name? Sven is, the, uh, is, the, is the, the reindeer, but I can't think. Of, uh, not Olaf, that's the, uh, that's the snowman. Now, people are screaming at their radios right now going, it's this. But that's Jonathan Groff also. Really, really talented. Oh, Kristoff. Kristoff. He's Kristoff. So he's Kristoff in Frozen, he's Holden in Mindhunter, and then he's the, the king in Hamilton, which is funny, a really, really funny part, and he does a really, really good job with it. But uh, So Eric, yes, we've watched Mindhunter, we love it. We love you. Now you've watched you, you've caught up on you or not? Anthony. I'm not caught up on oh you. Oh my gosh, seriously, what are you watching? You're watching John, this is a lot on television nowadays. But you're watching old episodes of what? I mean, what are you watching old episodes of that you're not watching? No, it's watching not old these? episodes, no. Well, you're watching Unsolved Mysteries, the original. Got Perry Mason old? on HBO. Okay, which I've heard some good things about. You yeah, I mean, it. Um, I feel like it, it looks better than the actual story. It, okay. It, it looks very nice, the way right. it's shot. Perry Mason is uh, is is something I might I might give that a shot. We're done. Have you watched... Fear City yet on Netflix. I have not watched Fear City on Netflix. Okay, you must watch it, considering that you live and work in Fear City uh, in New York. And it's all about the takedown of the mob, takedown of the five families by the FBI and, and Rudy Giuliani and, and the, the district court and how they took down the five families back uh, in the 80s. And it's an, it, it's an incredible, incredible look. But something, Anthony, I think you're going to be shocked at when you watch it. 
you're going to see a lot of video of Manhattan in the 70s and early 80s. And Does it look similar to what it looks like today now? Not at all. Because it was a godforsaken, crime-ridden place. And there was crime everywhere. Shootings everywhere. Empty, burned-out buildings and everything. And Times Square itself, you're going to see pictures and everything. It was a dicey just place you didn't want to hang out. Okay, they were going to make a joke about New York no. City nowadays and you know in how 2020. Much, no. So. Well, that's no, where I thought the, you were going with that one. No, what I'm telling you is, is that you better we, we better be concerned because you're going to see that there was a time when people wouldn't go to Times Square. In this show, you're going to see that people wouldn't go to Times Square because they were afraid of the crime. They were afraid of the you know violence in the streets. So you're saying New York City is headed in that direction again? I don't know. I'm just just watch it. Watch it. It's a great show. Okay. It's a great, it's a great show. You'll like it very very much. He loves being right. We just wish he was more often. Now back to the JK show on CBS Sports Radio. Okay, we got to rewrite these. We got to rewrite some of them. Some of them are very yeah, very very funny. I know this, Romy isn't putting up with that. He's not putting up with that. Tiki and Tierney aren't putting up with that. We're going to rewrite those. John Kincaid Show, CBS Sports Radio. And next week we begin preparations for the NFL season, and I cannot wait. Do your homework. First 10 out next week on the JK Show. Your first 10 out of the playoffs. It seems easy every single year, and you still get it wrong. You still get it wrong, so we'll get to that coming up next weekend. All right, uh, let's go to our phone lines where we're joined by Kevin McGuire, Athlon representative, uh, the uh, No Two-Minute Warning podcast. And, um, Kevin, I saw you were at the beach. You are at the beach this week? Yeah, I went down to Stone Harbor for the weekend. Did you have a fun time in Stone Harbor? I did. Yeah, I did. Were you in a hotel or were you in a rental property? Because uh, well, I saw you commenting about the beach tags. <laughs> yeah, we go to a little motel on 102nd Street. It's a real nice little place, uh, kind of hidden back a couple blocks away from the beach. And they give you beach tags when you stay there. So okay. uh, that was great. But our checkout time yesterday was around 11 a.m. But we wanted to stay on the beach a little longer, so we had to turn our tags in a little bit and just uh, stay clear of any of those beach tag checkers that come roaming the beach as they go down the, the shore. I would just go into the water, right? That's what I used to do. That's, that's what I did. I saw I saw them coming and combing the beach. I told my wife and said, "Hey, you want to go for a quick walk? Let's <laughs> walk down let's, the beach and wait for them to go back, and then uh, we're all good." <laughs> let's go in and let's get to it. How did that sense of normalcy feel before we get to college football? How did that feel? How did that normalcy feel? And what was the Jersey Shore like? Uh, you know, it was nice. Uh, you know, my wife has been working from home basically this whole time for the last how many months now. So it was more refreshing for her to get out. I've been out and you know, kind of going to a day right. job and still going out and running the errands. So I haven't been impacted too much. But it was nice to go and just get away, kind of unplug at times. And I feel as though where we were, at least, uh, a lot of people were pretty compliant. You know, a lot of good mask wearing on the streets. Um, you know, good distance between people on the beach, which should be the norm anyway. <laughs> but it, it was, it was uh, I thought it was a pretty enjoyable experience, all things considered. 
All right, well, let's get to this here, is that um, we've seen the five power conferences all take their own path. It really started with the Big Ten, and now there's been a little bit of a domino effect. Just your general thoughts on the plans that each of the Power Five conferences have. Well, first and foremost, I don't know if there is a perfect plan that's out there. I think a lot of these conferences obviously are trying to do whatever they can to get some kind of football product on the field for a lot of financial reasons. I think we can understand. Uh, But I do think that if you can put together some kind of a plan and you can execute it as safely as possible with minimal additional risk to players and coaches and anybody else associated with the program, I don't see any reason why not to go forward with it. And I do understand the the logic behind doing conference-only play, because that way, that way the conference can kind of mandate everything that's happening with their games in particular. So I sort of understood that logic there. And, you know, I don't think you want to play a full 12-game schedule, especially since a lot of these conferences probably couldn't pull that off. But I do think that what we're seeing is pretty accommodating, I think, with all the things considered with the situation that we're going to work through right now. Now, when you see what the, uh, the ACC appeared to want to still be able to have those games with play the conference games and have one game versus another team in your state. Uh, And then the SEC says, no, we're just going to go with 10 of our own. We're going to go with 10 of our own. What do you think about that? I think the ACC was really hopeful that the SEC was going to join them. (laughs) And that kind of backfired on them. So I don't know if it necessarily uh, is more of an embarrassment to the ACC coming out with their decision, but What I think is that we were kind of hoping that maybe some of these conferences would work a little bit more together, and maybe they did to an extent. I don't know, but it does seem as though at some point, you know, the conference, the SEC decided we got to do what's best for us. The ACC decided we got to do what's best for us, but we'll leave the door open for this possibility. Unfortunately, they couldn't come to an agreement to have a simultaneous plan to roll out, but, you know, I guess it's as close as we can possibly get. Are you more or less confident than you were? two weeks ago, that they'll be able to pull off this plan? Uh, well, I think the plans are fine. I, I see no problem with the fans, uh, with the plans for playing the college football games, even if you delay the schedule, reduce the number of games that you're going to be playing. I see no issues with any of these plans that are out there. My only concern is you know, we see what's happening around baseball with so many players getting impacted by this coronavirus, and they're not playing in a bubble. And college football is not going to be played in a bubble. That's the only concern I would have going into the year um, whenever these seasons do end up starting. Because you see that these sports that are playing in bubbles, they're doing so pretty effectively so far. And I think when you have so many players involved uh, on college campuses, whether or not the rest of the students are going to be back on campus or not, still going to be a little bit of a concern, I would think, moving forward into the season. So I, I think you can start the season. I don't see any issue with that. My question would be, how far into the season do we get before we potentially see any similar issues arise like we're seeing in baseball. Kevin McGuire joining us here, and we appreciate his intake on the world of college football here on the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. So if I was to say to you the teams that will be at a distinct disadvantage this year, not necessarily the programs, but what attributes they have in college football with no spring ball, is it, uh, is, is there any, are there any common attributes that could just be applied to any one of a number of programs? I think because everybody is dealing with the same kind of situation, it really is all going to come back to which team has the most talent. And I think whether or not you have spring or not, I still think you're going to be talking about the same typical names when you're talking about you know, teams that are going to win a lot of games this year. You're still going to be talking about Clemson and Ohio State. Alabama, I'm sure, is going to win a bunch of games, too. LSU is probably still in that mix, too. So I don't think that really changes anything as far as the 
the landscape is concerned. I think you know, the, the more amenities you have available to you within your program, the better off you're probably going to be. So it's still kind of the same kind of game, whether or not you had those spring practices or not. I do think it hurts teams that didn't get to play any spring practices that had a good number of new coaches. That might put them behind the curveball just a little bit. But you know, once the season gets going, I think that it can iron itself out. See, the Pac-12 uh, now reportedly there's some veiled movement about that uh, players are, th- are thinking about boycotting games or not participating. Uh, wouldn't it be just next man up for these programs that they would say, okay, if you don't want to play, we're going to have other players who want to play college football? Yeah, I, I would think so. Uh, I guess the only question I would have is exactly how many players in the Pac-12 would be joining that kind of movement. I mean, if you have a, a full team, you can get a full team to kind of come together and, and boycott for whatever reason they want to stand for, uh, that might be a serious issue. But it, that's a lot of players <laughs> to get on the same page. Exactly. Uh, especially, especially when the games do get ready to get started. I, I do wonder, you know, if, uh, how much of that is still going to continue over and really become an issue moving forward. Because once the games get going, it's, it's tough to, to follow through on some of those uh, statements that I think are being thrown around right now. If uh, when you when you when you're looking ahead now to late September, what do you believe the delay like the delay of the season? I still don't understand why they're starting later. It doesn't make sense to me. Do you have any opinion on that? Like as far as the decision to start the last Saturday in September instead of the beginning? The only reason that I can think that makes sense is if schools are going to be bringing everybody back, not just the football players, but the entire student body or, you know, whatever percentage, they probably want to make sure that everybody's back on campus and then have those players tested before the season's going to start. So that way you can make sure that uh, at least when your season starts, everybody is clean as possible <laughs> with regarding to the virus. And I think the fact when you bring in other students and people from outside the program onto your campus, that increases the, the chance that somebody could contract the virus. So I think if you delay the season – uh, you're giving your program's time, your members' time, to really make sure that that's all situated before your season starts rather than start your season and then have to come up with some kind of interruption somewhere in the middle. Uh, I know you can still build in some extra bye weeks, but I, I, guess, uh, I guess they would prefer to start later and make sure everybody's as clean as possible. Now you're up in the Northeast. Do you believe that uh, you will be seeing any kind of fans at games? If we do, it's not going to be a lot. I uh, you think we're starting to see uh, a lot of schools really come to terms with the fact that they're not going to be able to have the same kind of crowds that they usually do. Obviously, Rutgers has already made that decision. Uh, we saw Ohio State make uh, similar decisions. And Penn State's a uh, big name that's still trying to figure out exactly what they're going to do. They're running out of time. <laughs> They've got to figure that one out, too. Yeah, and, so, how do you, and you know Penn State well. How do you, how do you figure out who gets to go? I mean, do you, like, like if, if you're one of these programs, how do you decide who gets the opportunity to come? Well, I think if you're Penn State, you probably do something similar to what Michigan's doing. Michigan's not having any season tickets at all this year. They're going to have individual game tickets, sales for each game, because they don't know, first of all, how many fans they'll be able to have. Things may get better as the season goes, so maybe they can allow more tickets to be sold. Uh, so they're kind of putting season tickets on the shelf for this year. I would imagine Penn State is a school that would probably do something very similar to that because it's a very similar situation to what Michigan has with, as far as stadium capacity is concerned and season tickets. So that's where I would think it would go. It would go individual season tickets or individual tickets just for this season and then hopefully get back to season tickets next year. Okay, now I'm speaking from personal experience here, but at the beach, I know that uh, when I was down at the beach in Florida for the week, I was seeing some 
COVID-19, and I'm talking about weight gain, uh, amongst the public? Were you, were you, were you, you, were, you were at the beach, you were witnessing the public, were you seeing that? That there's a lot of people that have put on the COVID-19? Well, I don't know a lot of people that I was hanging around because I was only down there with my wife. But I would imagine, I think uh, some people have probably put on a few pounds every now yes. and then over the last few months, especially if you're, if you're, if you're stuck at home. You're I mean, stuck at home, right? Too. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, I've worked at home, and I put on weight when I was working at home. So I, I totally get terrible. it. I, I'm sure a lot of people are in that kind of situation. It's the way it looks. Uh, Kevin, I look forward to uh, reading your stuff soon on real games and real activities. So uh, let's keep our fingers crossed. Thank you, buddy. Fingers crossed, John. Have a good one. There you go, Kevin McGuire, joining us here on the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, you were at the beach. You were at the lake last week, Anthony. Did you notice the, the effects? Did you notice the effects of COVID nineteen from the COVID nineteen weight gain? I mean, some people, but some people, it's worked the opposite effect. They've really? been able. They've been taking this time actually to get in shape to better themselves, which people should be doing when there's a pandemic going on. That's the best way, really, to prevent. Uh, if you do, you know, prevent yourself from getting sure. it. If you do get it, to lesser the chance of anything serious happening is for you to be in better health. So this is a good time to eat better to get in better shape. That's the one thing is that uh, I am such a lazy eater. If I can't, and if I can't get into the routine of being able to go to the gym and do those things, got to eat right. Because even if you do go well, no to question. the gym consistently, a lot yes. of part, a large part of it's getting the right food into your body. Absolutely, it's it's it's. Uh, you know, I don't know how many times I've had the the Doctor Roth le- lecture from my doctor saying, you know, it's about what you eat, John. It's about what you eat. About what you're putting in your body. I got a mat recently and a jump rope, so I go outside, do some jump roping now. So you're doing jump rope. I'm big into the jump rope. So you're thinking go outside with my shirt off, do some jump ropes. You think you're going to make the high school cheerleading team this year? Doing the jump roping? I don't know if that's part of it. Uh, All right, we got a lot coming up here on the John Kincaid Show. Uh, I want to know who we're supposed to blame because somebody's always got to be to blame, and for there's nobody to blame but this guy. For his problems over and over again. We got one hour left. John Kincaid Show, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.